0: Creation is beautiful. See what's happening this week with the pop culture.
1: change this up a little bit i think let's each for these last five let's each say the film and then give our little blurb and then we'll go around that way okay let's do that ruben's okay, so changing did...
0: it because i gushed too much i'm sorry no guys. It's, no
1: no yeah, i mean that's part of it but part of it's I'm... like i realized it wasn't i don't think we're flowing as well as we should i'm, I'm verbose I'm
0: yeah,
1: bu- yeah. No, it's not bad at all. It's not that at all. It's just so it has a better flow. I feel, you know, give it, give the audience. I'm, I'm thinking of the audience here.
2: You think of the audience?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of you all, all ten of you. Wow,
2: all ten of you.
1: Well, I of hate you. all of you. <laughs>
2: no, Don't say that. All right, Jacob, number five, and then Put your, your address. And we'll send you a special gift. Wow. Uh, number special. five is the one that Ruben's gonna gush about. I had it number five, the holdovers. That's yeah. um, I really it's... enjoyed watching this movie uh, with my dad and my brother down here. I felt like it was a very, um, just wholesome movie, and it just it's very raw, it's unadulterated. It's basically it's what life is. You know what I mean? These characters are living, um, and that I mean that's that's all I can say really. It's just like if they 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 feel alive. It doesn't feel like you're watching actors. It feels like you're watching people who are you know suffering and go have their own the personal life problems and then you're just like experiencing that and uh seeing them like kind of just find some sort of happiness in and all that so it's just like it's just a great movie i I loved watching it um it feels straight out of like the 80s or 90s i would say it's just it's filmed filmed in a style as like it's grainy i love it it's very, yeah. it's 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 very quaint. I'd say.
0: I don't know if quaint's the proper word. But I
2: think quaint is a proper word for this. quite honestly, I can,
0: yeah, it is. It is. It is low to the ground enough that quaint's yeah. kind of. Yeah, all right, my know. number
1: five, and I want to preface. I think my top five are movies. I mean, I love. It was really hard organizing these. I think they are masterful in each thing you are trying to do. These were all my. These were my ten out of tens of the year. So hard to order, my top five. Here we go. John, did you freeze? he got a jump scare again. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'm All good right. at standing still. Yeah, you were way too good at that. Uh, my number five, John, Jacob mentioned it earlier John Wick, chapter four, which Ruben, I. We had the same number five. Can
0: we just tag team this? Yeah, game? let's tag team Yeah, team we just then, tag. Yeah. We had the same <laughs> number five. <laughs> All right.
1: So yeah, uh, my number five. Yeah, and Jonathan's number five. Apparently, I did not know. This is why we did tell each other to list beforehand so we get yeah. surprised like this. John Wick chapter four. Um, The conclusion, hopefully, dear God, Hollywood, please. Please, God, Hollywood,
0: <laughs> I will kill you. I will kill
1: every executive.
0: It seems like
2: they're side. making a spin-off though. Spinoffs, I'm fine Spin-off
0: fine. is fine. Leave John Wick alone. Yeah, leave the
2: character
1: of John Wick. The world's interesting enough to carry on. I would love to go back. I would love to go back into the world with a different character, please. But anyway, getting into John Wick Chapter Four itself, what I loved. I mean, I think action wise. I think it's one of the best Hollywood films ever made from an action perspective. At least top three for me. I mean, I think maybe Die Hard and Mad Max were the only two I'd put in. I I think it might be my favorite. I like the
0: more I think about it.
1: I don't blame you. Um, Yeah, I mean, just the third act in Paris, like when it's jumping from one big set piece to another is absolutely insane. And the way they structured it too, the first big set piece in four, and the director pointed this out, and I didn't even realize it until he said it in an interview, but the first big set piece in four... Is the climax of the third movie essentially?
0: Yeah. It's which is insane.
1: absolutely insane when you think about it. Yeah, because like, it's uh,
0: basically the director being like, You thought that was cool? You thought that we're gonna, was a we're cool gonna edit. escalate from here. We're gonna start with that. And I'm like, no way, you're gonna build up from this.
2: They did. They did. They did, they did. the mad lads, did they? Did. Holy shit. That entire
1: sequence of parrots is so good. Bro, oh. I, that's why I watched the movie like three, four times in theaters. That last I hour. I should have watched it again. Why didn't I watch it again? I, that I'm last hour of the movie, I'm just, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. I'm just, it. uh, it's just like I was like in shock. And it's because they built the stakes so well. So it's not just the action because there's some great mindless action movies that we that have been made in the state. What well, makes this one stand among the breasts, like a, at the top, cream of the crop, is how good it is from a story perspective. It yeah. is constructed really well. It makes, like, all the character motivations clear. Yeah. In particular and there, for John and Winston, those are the there two. There are some
0: truly brilliant people in that, in that writing room. I remember, I was talking to someone about this, because I, I because I, I, I think we were talking about favorite franchises, and I was like, yeah. you know what? honest to God, John Wick, I think, is my favorite franchise right now. Like, it's the one that's the most solid and consistent. Um, because, like, and also one of the points was that like just look at some of the intertextuality in this movie there oh, yeah, are it's references, greek yeah. yeah there's references to to renaissance paintings to art history to classical music to there's a to scene tragedy. in the Louvre
1: for god's sake yeah, and they like there's, stick with the paintings for like a good minute
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and, and like winston's talking about
0: a paint, and it's like yo these people know their history they know their traditions they know like there are there are aggression ties to this thing it feels like an epic it feels like
1: a tragedy like it feels it's just like from the very beginning with the narration by Lawrence Fishburne with Keanu punching the Post, you knew you yeah. were in for something special. Yeah. Like with He's this quoting, movie. like, Dante's Inferno, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, Abandon all he hoped, he who enter. I'm like, yo – who is right in this? And the effing homage <laughs> to Lawrence of Arabia as well. Within the first two minutes of the movie, you're like Chad went hard with this. Yeah, movie. no, the intertextuality like, in
0: this is crazy. Not I mean, even when I
1: heard, the yeah, yeah, oh no, no. When I heard this was a two-hour, forty-five-minute movie beforehand, and I'm like, there's no way you can make a two-hour, forty-five-minute John Wick movie and make it good. They surpassed my expectations no, no, by Ruben, making it right. great. Yeah, you were right, Ruben. You were right. They didn't make it good. But this shit phenomenal. (laughs) Like the final moments and everything. It's just incredible. The final duel. I mean, I don't want to spoil what happens. I mean, go watch if it's not clear from all three of us, because this is one of like, all of our favorites of the year. John Wick Chapter 4, worth your time. The entire John Wick franchise, worth your time. When we talked about it early on the podcast, we were all, like... Yeah, we, we were, were all going nuts. Were, 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 yeah. going nuts. Yeah, watch 1, 2, three's
0: okay. is good, all right? is good. It's not three's great, the weekend, like, so. 1, 2, and 4, but it's still really good. And then 3 drags just, a little bit, yeah. but
1: that's the issue. But like
0: 3 is the only... T- I think it was for, for me, it was that dog scene. It felt like, okay, this is the same... Action beat happening over and over again. This yeah. movie has so, and just like Ruben talking about the Paris thing, there are like four different, five different set pieces in that one. And they're all different sequence, and they're all different. They all, yeah. I remember the moment that we. The funny thing is that they said this had nothing to do with the job, but the moment they hit that hotline Miami shot, yeah,
1: I was like, oh, the <laughs> <you're> top <laughs> down shot. I
0: was like, oh, I audibly like. Like, we're like, oh, like in the theater. like I, like, everyone was losing their minds at this movie. Like, it's just nonstop action, phenomenal story, great. You know, the acting is good for what it needs to be, all right? Keanu isn't exactly an Oscar caliber guy, but he he does what he needs to do, all
1: right? No, but that's true. Like, the crowd was all into it, because when John, I mean, you are talking about it earlier when Jacob mentioned, but when John's falling down the stairs, I don't think I've seen an audience that invested in the hero's, like, yeah. accomplishing their quests you know yeah good everyone- maybe, maybe the avengers movies yeah last time everyone time. around me like the first
0: steps were like oh oh oh, oh come on <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Come> on! <laughs> were, like, screaming at the screen i was like that's point.
2: exaggerated yeah i'm like no get up <laughs> get up <laughs>
0: uh, i was like no, get no,
2: up dude come on
0: yeah also what i really like about this movie before we move on is how every character has a very unique like fighting style. That's another thing. Everyone has a everyone has a very unique approach to the way that they handle like an enemy. Like obviously we have we know John. John, John is established, you know, but then you have Donnie Yen's character who like, oh my God, there was this scene where he uses like these little like motion sensing like Things so that he can like hear when people are approaching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Who came up with this? This is brilliant." There's that. There's uh, the the tracker. Jago was talking about like he's really effective hand to hand, but he also has the dog. There's that one like gambling kingpin that they throw yes. in. Oh, shit.
2: by
1: us, yeah. The uh, the killer by Scott yeah. Atkins, yeah.
0: Oh my God, what a fun character! Oh, I which, love that he,
1: which Scott Atkins apparently is a uh, guy who did a lot of straight to DVD martial arts movies yeah. back in the early 2000s yeah
0: class class act class act yeah. I'm not gonna lie what a guy um no cast
1: man <laughs> yeah the
0: entire cast of this movie they knew what movie they were in uh yeah. and they executed it perfectly
1: yeah I don't think I'm, you can make a better John Wick movie than this like no, if they which try is why again, shouldn't try
0: no which you is shouldn't why try
1: uh, I, yeah.
0: I did not walk into this thinking it would be the last movie and I walked out being like yep that should be it Yeah, Ended yeah. right there
1: <laughs> Interested to see what, Ana, I think it comes out this year, but Ana de Armas's uh, spinoff, Ballerina, comes out. Yeah. Um, interested to see how they do with a different protagonist in this world. Anyway, yeah. that's number five for Jonathan and me.
2: Jacob, you're number four. My number four. Yeah. Is Poor Things. I had Poor Things up in the. God four. damn. Now I feel like I cool. gotta rewatch this. Did I miss something? I, I just loved every performance.
0: Are you oh, yeah, looking like, yeah, okay. the movie? The performances were good. I just thought the sexual aspect got a bit gratuitous after a while. I thought it,
1: was, it yeah. fit the story, personally. I feel like oh, I you think needed it fit. That.
0: I think it fit. but I, I don't feel,
1: feel like it was gratuitous. I felt like it was something that you needed to tell this story. Yeah. But anyway,
2: Jacob, I'm stepping on your toes. Go ahead. It, it almost seemed like it was a growth period for the character. Like you yeah. needed it for her growth. For the growth. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I walked in. Like first couple minutes, I I didn't watch any trailers for this, so like, you can imagine walking into this movie, like just realizing what the premise is, and just being like, this shit is gonna be ass. Like I thought, I thought it was gonna be awful. It's such like, a good
0: premise though. Like, look, it didn't even it didn't breach my top ten, but this movie, it, it is special. It's special.
2: It's, it's yeah, very yeah. Neat. <laughs> well, I, I I just thought like the concept of like, I don't know transplanting a, a a a whole like brain from a a child into an adult body is just like it's it's definitely out there
0: also you know? the way that willem defoe just so matter-of-factly states this yeah, like, yeah. I, just, I, I had a couple leave uh my showing after that no i think it was like after she joined the brothel they were just like and we're uh... done and i was just like where are you guys going <laughs> <It's a bag>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. You're, it's not. Uh, you're seeing this through
1: with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a mo- it's a movie not for everyone. It's not for everyone. It's not, oh, not no, at no, all. Clearly, it's definitely clearly, not. Yeah, yeah. but that's no, every Yorgos film. Like, yeah. if you have to have a very certain sensibility to be a Yorgos film, I have to know you personally
2: to recommend a Yorgos film. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I walked out feeling like. The guy had to be a visionary. Like you have oh, to be is. a visionary yeah. oh, to make no, this type of movie. Because like I'm trying to imagine myself directing something like this. Or like anybody I know. And I'm just like, nah, dude. <laughs> this this they would not be able to pull it off. I would not be able to pull it off. Yeah. It's I, think like, it's I think it's because Yorgos actually has something to
0: say, like with all the, yeah, again, yeah. Like going back to the, to the Wes Anderson thing, Yorgos to a further degree, it's a lot of style and craziness, but he's saying something like, you know, he sets out with a message or a theme in mind and he does it. You know? And
1: he doesn't like spoon feed you either. I thought that earlier, but like, he like just presents his ideas and just has you sit in them. And yeah. like the films are structured in the way where like he'll present an idea and then stuff will happen and you're still marinating on yeah. the idea. Yeah. And it like as you're marinating, more stuff is playing out. I don't know. I I, I guess that's the way I describe it. Yeah. Like it'll present. A difficult concept and yes. it'll carry on say, while you're marinate, marinating on it and say, like see that concept out through the The best fruition. way to put
0: it, I think, is it's it's a very comfortable movie in that not that like it makes you feel comforted, but it's very comfortable in what it's presenting. It doesn't it's yes, it, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a movie one. that because the movie itself, like as bizarre as the as the concept of it all is, it kind of just buys into it, you know, it doesn't play it for laughs, it just kind of plays it straight. And that, and the, in the it comedy, does. and the comedy, because there, there are a lot of moments in this movie that got a chuckle out of me, like the, the comedy of it, or like the, the, the emotionality of it comes from the bizarreness
2: of what's
1: happening, you know? And, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jacob, anything else you wanted to add? To this I mean, it's just time? like,
2: it's, it's entirely wicked. It's just a wicked movie. I think that's what I wrote. You wrote. I wrote, I wrote that in my letterbox. Well, I was like, it, wonderfully wicked. There you go. That's yeah. that's that's. But I'm gonna watch this
0: movie. this movie again. I did watch. I did. Granted, I did watch it. I got out of the theater at one a.m. So I was like really oh, tired. By I time. don't
1: think this is a movie you can watch that late. Like, I think you gotta mm. watch it. Like,
0: yeah, while you're I think still if I
1: awake, I think if I was more
0: attentive, like I or like awake, I feel like I would have enjoyed this movie more. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I'll okay, okay, anything.
2: Anything else you want to add, Jay? I mean, yeah, you kind of just broke my train of thought a little bit, but um, it's okay. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I'm a fuck. I think. What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? I'm trying to think. Wonderfully wicked was the last thing he said. Yeah, but um, well, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I want to say like it's a very interesting way to challenge all the like structures and archetypes within society. You know what I mean? I feel like this is like it's it's a good way to like kind of like go against like everything that is. And kind of just like, it, because Emma Stone's character is like non-conventional, unconventional. She's a very unconventional character. Non-conventional works too. Both non-conventional, work. yeah. But like, she's challenging all these things because she's, she doesn't know better, right? She doesn't know anything. Like she didn't grow up. She's just an adult. So like, she doesn't like have these like ideas and stuff like that. So she's challenging everything that is. And I feel like it's almost like, it's it's a it's a good way to like, to challenge the audience through that, being like, why do we need all these things? Like, why do we, why do we say this is correct? Why do we say this is not correct? And all this, and then like, it's it's also like empowering women uh, at the end. So like, I just feel like it's a beautiful story. It was surprisingly like just beautiful to me. So I, I loved it. I loved it. That's why it's in my top five. All right, and just to
1: mention, because this is the last time we'll probably mention this movie, really, I forgot to say it in my little blurb. Mark Ruffalo. Jesus. <laughs> One of the best performances of the year. He is so good in this. Yes. He is so good he, in this. He completely disappears into this role.
0: Like yeah. He plays it so well. No, I'll give you he that. He plays it
1: as such a pitiful person, but he, at the same time he's so bad you, Such yeah, a bad human being, but he plays it in a way where you feel bad for him yeah, still. I have never, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: be honest with you, I've never felt so much for a character I disdain. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I hated the character, but I'm also like, you poor bastard, you poor thing. Oh
2: God, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a scene towards the end, which wasn't like funny, but just seeing where he was in just made me laugh for like a minute straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like,
0: you guys have convinced me. I need to watch this
1: thing again. <laughs> okay, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, My number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Damn. Yeah, like I said, hard year for me. Uh, yeah. This one's outstanding. James Gunn. As continue to develop as a filmmaker, it's not as great as The Suicide Squad, which was my number one film two years ago, but it's really well done. The visual effects are outstanding compared to all the other comic book movies this year. Two years? Well, we did we did a list for 2021, no, right? But was, I'm like, that was two years ago. Oh, yeah, it was. Um <laughs> no, but as Jonathan has said, I think I James concurs with me, our friend James, who's been on here. We agreed when we watched it together, this was the best film Marvel Studios had ever made as a movie. Um, Just because of how well the story is constructed, how great the acting is, the emotional punches it pulls, um, how it gets you to care about a CGI raccoon. If Bradley by Cooper, Cooper, if Bradley Cooper gets nominated for a role this year, it should be. Mixed, baby, right? I saw someone else say that online. It
0: should kind be. Of- I'll talk about my show very briefly at the end because I'm okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, you seem really pissed about that movie. You the movie. I gave space. it a three. I gave it three stars. It's fine. But you still it's seem just- pissed about it, like and how it disappointed you. Anyway, back yeah. to the back to Guardians. Um, what I really love um, about Guardians is how unlike the rest of the Marvel slate it is it's its own thing it's its own unique thing but at the same time it is still within this universe I feel like Marvel Studios should do that more try telling a little bit more of like compact stories that don't have to stretch out to the universe and I loved how it's not universe ending stakes world ending stakes the stake here is Rocket Raccoon's life and that's it it is completely different like it, it shows that you can tell a really good comic book story without making the stakes real big, which Peyton Reed seemed to not understand because he thought, oh, I need bigger stakes to make a good movie. I re- I'm really disappointed in Quantum Mania still, if you guys haven't noticed. One of the worst <laughs> movies of the year, I think. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so, yeah. yeah. What beat it? What, be- what beat this?
0: <laughs> the-, <laughs> the Flash was the only thing that beat Quantum Mania for me. Oh, no, that's my like, I, I didn't like Saltburn either. <laughs> uh, I like Salt Saltburn might be better than Quantum Mania, though.
1: but anyway yeah really great the soundtrack is as always really fits the movie the last moments of the film like man the that's a unique feeling like when something is given a great ending and you feel happiness sadness at letting it go somehow james gunn was able to capture that my his Superman movie is my most anticipated movie next year, even more so. Spoilers for our next podcast, dude! Asshole! No, 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 no! I'm, I'm talking. No, I'm spoiling for a podcast a year from now. I'm talking about 2025. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's super. Yeah, Superman movie is my most anticipated movie of 2025, even above Matt Reeves Batman because I think James Bullshit. Gunn might be able to deliver Bullshit. the best <laughs> Superman movie ever made. Period. End of sentence.
2: <laughs> Ruben,
0: I love. Gotta, it. I
1: love him. One of my favorite better, filmmakers.
2: You better pray you don't have to eat those words. <laughs> I hope you ha- don't have to. I really. <laughs> I really. really, I really disappointed. James Gunn rules.
1: hasn't disappointed me in almost ten years now. So in I'm, movie, I'm and, well in movie form, anyway. <laughs> well, what? What? Oh. Come on, those <laughs> we're not getting into that shit. Oh, right?
0: No, no I, I don't think of less of him. I'm just like, come on, man. There's a line. They were,
1: they, <laughs> they were old. They were old. Anyway, Jonathan, you're number four.
0: Yeah. Also, one last thing about guardians before we move on. If I can just push back on Jacob just a bit here, I almost okay. there's I almost love the fact that no one died. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, like, yeah. It, oh
0: yeah. It, I don't, it was just. Like, cause I still felt so much at the end. I was shocked. I'm like, oh, somebody has to die for me to feel something. But seeing what these characters have been through and seeing them make it out the other side. uh, I mean, it even made me rethink the way that I'm thinking of ending my series of novels. Like I I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. This is kind of like, there's something kind of bittersweet about seeing people make it through and see how changed they are at the end. None of these people are the same by the end, you know?
1: God. Yeah, and I liked it I liked it for the sense that it's different every trilogy comic book trilogy like well maybe besides Winter Soldier ends with like a tragic ending yeah. um or someone dies or well actually no because Chris Nolan also broke, broke this convention 10 years ago yeah but anyway <laughs> basically I guess trilogies in general have, like, this sense to have, oh, to really give finality, we have to kill a character off. And I like that this in, just because, like, it didn't fit the story, so James Gunn yeah. decided, oh, we don't have to do that.
0: I think more anyway. people have, to, yeah. 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 He learned from Brightburn. <laughs> <He,
1: laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started. He was like, Maybe Okay, should... actually, yeah, no, no, James Gunn disappointed me once in the last 10 years. That's granted, it. granted, he didn't He only produced that. it. He only, he produced, only it. produced it. Yeah, all right,
0: well, Jonathan. You're was number it, four. If it weren't for that, he wouldn't have disappointed me for 20 years. I have never forgotten those Scooby Doo movies, okay? Masterpieces of the genre, masterpieces of the medium, masterpieces of the universe. He
2: disappointed me with uh pushing forward The Flash and saying it was a great movie. Yeah, that's
0: also true. That movie was ass. That movie quit, far far, the only movie that I would watch. The only movie, if you had a gun to my head, these are my bottom two movies. If you had the, my gun to, a gun to my head and you say, watch Flash or Five Nights at Freddy's again, I would just tell you to shoot. I'm going to be
1: Jesus. All right, Jonathan, you're number four. So Ruben and Jacob are
0: both fucking whack. I'm sorry. God, stop cursing. Ruben and Jacob are both whack. <laughs> For not having this in their top 10. Jacob, for not watching it. Ruben, for being so blind. For being so blind.
2: The Killers of the Flower Moon. No,
1: No, I already had that one. Boy and the Heron. Oh, Boy and the Heron. Miyazaki. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: I love Miyazaki. The only movie that I love more than Princess Mononoke is Into the Spider-Verse. It's the only movie I love more than Princess Mononoke. Miyazaki is able to just make these movies that are just I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a a phrase that Ruben used for for a movie I'll talk about later but they, they, they feel like hugs these movies feel like hugs you know what I mean it's just like oh my god like they're just so comforting and yet they at the same time that they're comforting they also push back on you a bit they, they they force you to like grapple with these concepts that maybe you don't want to like look at spirited away these ideas of like losing loved ones or like being like like losing loved ones or being feeling like strains in relationships like that's frightening princess mononoke these this idea of like all these great conflicts and what's right and what's wrong and where do i stand in all of this like uh, like kiki's delivery service is such a it's such a it's just such a feel-good movie and at the same time it's also kind of like has its melancholic moments. you know, all, all of these uh, uh, Miyazaki is just a a master of this. he it, it's also just so so refreshing to see a two d animated movie in in theaters again. you know what I mean? That's I'm true. like it's a gorgeous movie. This movie is absolutely gorgeous. The dub cast is also amazing. Robert Pattinson disappears into the voice. He, this man took a note. This, this man spent one too many hours with Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. Uh, in the lighthouse set, I'm guessing because he's like he's kind of doing like this goblin esque voice. But um, all this to say that my my main thing that I love about this movie beyond just the world building, which is phenomenal, beyond the art style, which is amazing, beyond just the entire vibe, the music. All of these things are fantastic but what really gets to me is the story the themes what is this movie saying you know that's that's it for me like that oh and for me what that is is we're once again grappling with creativity we're once again grappling with creativity um Oh, God. What, what's happening? No. Okay. <laughs> We're once again grappling with creativity, you know? We're once again grappling with this idea of, but this time around, not about what you say. I mean, yeah, it's about what you say, but also how long you have to say it and whether or not, like, you should really bother becoming lost in these worlds, you know? <laughs> Jacob, but it, it's uh, there's this very good moment at, near the end where one of the characters is talking to Machito, which is the main character, and he's like, "So you'd rather just go back to your world where there's death, where there's pain, where there's agony? This this world is like this world could be perfect. You could build this world yourself and make it as beautiful as you want, or make it as meaningful as you want. This is creativity, at, 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 at you know." At large, you could lose yourself in a novel that you're writing, in a in a in a song that you're writing, in some symphony that you're writing. You can completely lose yourself and ignore everything that's going wrong. But there is that choice to be like, you know what? No, the art that I make or the things that I do are gonna grapple with the real world, they're gonna grapple with these tough truths. And this just feels like like the 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 cherry on top or the crowning achievement of Miyazaki's career. Uh, it, it, like, I, I, there's only two movies of this that I haven't seen, but this feels like him coming, coming to reckon with his age, with what he's done, with the things that he's left behind, and also kind of like passing the torch and being like, okay, you guys are next. Say what you want to say, do what you want to do, but make sure it's beautiful, make sure it means something, make sure that it has something to say about your life and the things that you experience that's gorgeous
1: i mean the part that's i love is like well, he's also saying it doesn't have to be my stuff basically saying that my work is its own thing it'll stand alone you know yeah yeah because no, that's, a, said, that's yeah. a that's a theme in this as well
2: yeah, um said, look I I, I I do. do
1: yeah i thought it was all right um I, thought it was, <laughs> I just it just didn't crack i just think i maybe i gotta rewatch it maybe like you would yeah. pour things i didn't yeah. get it completely but yeah anyway I think yep. it hit me and James a lot harder because we're writers. I mean, gra- granted, we're very different
0: writers, but like, like for I, me being a for me being a fiction writer specifically. Like I mean, also because you
1: guys have watched almost all of his body of work, so I feel true. like it hits a, on a different level when that. Yeah, I,
0: I all the only two movies of his I haven't seen are The Wind Rises and um, Ponyo, which you know,
1: Ponyo, Ponyo. I'm in no Ponyo hurry because I've Ponyo seen, seen the
0: best ones already. To be quite honest with you, I yeah. feel. But,
1: no, God, I'm glad you. i glad it spoke to you like that.
0: What a film, four, four and a half. I think right. I might bump that up to a five if I watch it again. Like that's the type of movie it is.
2: Jacob, number three. Number three, baby. For me, numero tres, number three. Number yeah. three. Jacob. Jacob. The Jane. Iron Claw. Love damn. That. God damn. damn. I don't blame you though. That movie. Oh, really
0: uh, I, I lo- dude. I, I love was that surprised movie.
2: it was very low on your guys's. I just because of everything there I've are
0: seen. just nine other movies that like hit me even harder this year you know that's
2: just yeah. kind of... <laughs> I don't know why I just i I really just was enthralled in the story uh I don't know it, it's it's a very tragic tale yeah um, I think it's because we're all yeah. we're
0: brothers we're brothers yeah, like, I think that's why brothers this story hit's why. us at a yeah. level that it doesn't hit that it might not hit other people
2: you know yep yep yeah. but um god, what was it? Zach Efron's his role as like the, the older brother. Mm-hmm. And then like talking about like the curse and stuff like that. And then like there's that one line that was talking about um I think it was it the line that you said that encapsulates the entire Yeah, I didn't say the, the like, line, but it's the one that's at the very end. I was yeah, like, I don't like, want to spoil that, that man. Just, it's spoil one's that one's so good. Yeah, it's so good. But um yeah, all the actors really feel like like the I feel like I I don't I didn't know the wrestlers obviously. Yeah. But like they do they do feel like those characters that they're portraying in the movie anyway. They just dis- they disappear. They disappear. Yeah. They disappear. Absolutely. they feel like a family. Yeah, exactly. But they the just they feel like brothers. Family, yeah. And, yeah. And and I I want to point out specifically the actor Fritz, who plays Fritz von Eric the dad? Uh, father. Yeah. His, his performance is probably the toughest to, like, do, like, I don't know, I, as a father. I assume he's probably a father. But, like, it's just yeah. you've, absolutely you've gotta... just, like, he, he gave it his all there, and he feels like he's trying to give him, like, tough love. He's trying to, like, you know, elevate them to the best, to become the best and all that. And that could be motivated by his desire to bring that belt home. But at the same time, it's just, like, he wants what's best with for his kids, but like it's very complex.
0: It's kind of what's best for him too. You can feel yeah. him
2: living vicariously through his, exactly
0: through his kids. That, that no, I yeah. You know what? We didn't talk about the dad. First of didn't. all, he, the 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 real dad died back in the nineties, which is lucky because if he was still alive, I would be training and wrestling to take this man down. Like oh <laughs> my, like like. Here's the thing: like you absolutely hate this character, but you also. Again, like kind of in the opposite direction of Mark Ruffalo, because this isn't played for comedy, but like you hate this character, but you're. But yeah, no, uh, we got cut off there again. But as I was saying about the dad, it's just such a, like Jacob's right. That's gotta be a tough role to like sink into, yeah. but uh there's a scene and I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's, it's after the first trag the first modern tragedy for this family occurs where, He's just like, okay, so who's gonna fight the title match? And I was like, yeah. Are you are you kidding me? Like that was a moment where I'm like, Oh, this guy ain't shit. Like he's not, he's not good.
2: Well, he, he saw each challenge as an opportunity to get better, like yeah. to strengthen his kids. Yeah, and especially I, I think I think that first tragedy didn't it technically wasn't even the first tragedy. Like first, that's public. why I said the first modern-day tragedy, the yeah. first like present-day tragedy for them, yeah. Exactly. Because I think I think since he dealt with that reality in the past, he was a little bit more, like, numb to it. Yeah. And that's why he was, like – I angry. think he was just so consumed
1: by, like, them accomplishing this goal that he didn't even, like, stop to think maybe this is insensitive it, to do it right could now. Be, it could be a little bit of both. It could be no bit. dad.
0: I'm living out your dreams. Look at that. Zach came full circle, he did come full circle. Oh my god, he did it! <laughs>
2: it's, uh, yeah, no. it's a great movie. I say, there's a line I, of- I've done a lot of, yeah, a lot no, no, of like further research on it and stuff like that. Just like reading about the, yeah, no, the, the story, and then also just like watching some of the wrestling clips because I'm just yeah. like, this is insane. This is it's no, it's, it's a movie
0: about. that kind of forces you to to, it it forces it pushes you into wanting to look into this kind of stuff that's the reason i found that there was a brother that wasn't
1: included yeah yeah that's absolutely wild to me yeah that's which to to me was
0: crazy because i'm like oh god it's because it kind of copies somewhat like two of the other kids like what happens to that there's like a there's kind of like a pattern here yeah are you kidding me yeah people would have been like are you kidding me three like people would have been like that didn't happen but it did but it did. I remember the last thing I want to say that there's a line at the start of this movie that's kind of funny when you hear it at first, which yeah. is the dad kind of like like listing his ranking of how he likes his sons. And you're kind of like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. He's just kind of messing around. And then like, as the movie goes on, you're like, he was dead he's, ass. He yeah, was one. One. I didn't like, think
2: he was ever messing I around. I ain't take
1: it as him messing around. That's the really? first, that's <laughs> the first moment I felt, "Oh shit, this really? is kind for of that bad."
0: That <laughs> moment I thought and, he was I'm like, "Oh, he's just playing with them. Like he's just um, being kind of a dick." He's like being a playful dick and it wasn't and, like and the like, movie kept going for me and I was like, "Oh, this he's not was a good say, person."
2: <laughs> when you when you watch the movie the first time, you don't realize but like one of the most important scenes is like when he's first talking to a uh, his future wife in the diner and he's oh, like what do you want to careful. accomplish yeah right and he's like i want to be the heavyweight champion, champion. yeah but then after that he's like he's, he's like what's most important to me is like being with my brothers exactly and like that fits the entire movie and yeah. that scene it, it fits yeah. the yeah. entire that, movie that
0: that scene is the thesis that gets paid yeah. off by the final scene like it, it's, so it, cool. it's such a good movie dude uh this movie this year really was uh, i almost want to do a separate podcast episode about this room super- let me but like this, why, why? this year this year really was the year where like biopics either just like knocked it out of the park you got some of the best biopics or biopics kind of just kind of you know kind of like flapped about a bit and then just kind of weren't all that good yeah we can know? probably
1: do it just because of because of the strikes it's going to be pretty light on uh, the oh, yeah, release content
2: oh we're going to find time we're going to find yeah i'm sorry jacob you haven't <laughs> no, like, we can be like pretty flexible the first couple months from yeah anyway jacob yeah. do you have
1: anything else to add for this one
2: are no?
0: you guys telling me you're not going to go and watch uh, uh 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 what's his name david Ayer's beekeeper you're not going to go watch beekeeper which i actually Statham? might
1: watch beekeeper oh, hell no a-
0: I'm watching Beekeeper. I have Regal Unlimited. <laughs> okay. I have to use it. I have to. I, I have to use it. What else am I supposed to watch in January? <laughs> I even
1: know it was David Ayer until the other day, and now I'm like, huh? I didn't. I'm, I didn't know until I saw the poster and it said from the creator of the Suicide
0: Squad, the Suicide Squad and Fury, and I was like, no. Now I have to watch this
2: movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> David Ayer's
2: mindless action. Uh, Jacob, anything else about Ironclad you want to add? No, I'm. I'm just saying, go watch this movie, and uh, I think it's a good lesson just life lesson uh, a, a reminder not to like lose sight to, yeah yeah to, to to put family first even though, no matter how broken it is and then also um just to not like focus too much on your goals and to the point where it's like hurting everyone around you so yeah, yeah. all right my number three coming up to the end The
1: Holdovers, Alexander Payne's latest movie that Jonathan and Jacob said I was going to keep gushing about. I'm going to try keeping my gushing uh, brief here because I feel like we might be going a little long. Hey, Um, Ruben, worst comes to worst, we can do it. We can split this into two parts. It could be. Anyway, so uh, The Holdovers is about uh, this all-male school in Boston and basically the remaining students who do not go home for the holidays because they have nowhere else to go and the curmudgeon teacher who looks after them played by Paul Giamatti. Is this movie complex from a plot point of view? No, It's, it's it's like a diet hangout movie. It's just like a series of events that happens um, and, and then it all gets tied together by the end by like a, cu- a couple central events. What really makes it work though is like there's these three broken characters you're following and you're not seeing them like complete a character arc. It, it's true to life. You're just following them through this two week period, but you're seeing events that are starting to nudge them towards change
2: Yeah, is
1: what I love. Like, but when the movie ends, you can picture where each of these characters go Hopefully. You're not told directly. You like you see the beginnings of like their change as characters, as human beings, the growth that they gave each other, the the impact they left each other. Um, and I think that was important. I think what's also important with this movie is the Christmas setting. I feel like Christmas is a very like it's very easy during the holiday season to get depressed and sad and lonely if you don't have anyone. And these are literally characters who are like isolated and left alone. Usually during the holiday season is when people will get depressed because they're lonely or don't have anyone to be around. And this movie's like the embodiment of that through these characters. And it kind of explores, I guess, the human need for like connection, um, the human need for meaning because it also explores, like, Paul Giamatti's character is given up on the world, basically. And it explores how he, like, finds, oh, well, maybe the world at large still sucks. But in this microcosm, in my little world, things can be okay. Things can be good. I, Unless can, I, I need to learn. <laughs> I can actually make an impact on this kid. um, And I think that's good. Uh, Paul Giamatti, if he wins the Oscar, well-deserved. Probably the best role of his career, in my opinion. Um, and then I think Davine Randolph is also getting a lot of buzz for her supporting role in this as the cook at the school who lost her son in the the Vietnam War Um, and yeah really emotional uh, movie at at times really funny movie as well the scene in the gym don't want to spoil what happens but that scene probably the hardest I laughed the entire year Um, and I think one of my favorite theater experiences of the year just because I watched it in a screening where everyone was there to see a and A by Alexander Payne afterwards. So everyone was into it. Like the audience yeah. energy was great the entire time. And I feel which, like that contributed to like me loving it so much. Which is why in this moment, we must also say that during this
0: Q and A, uh, Alexander Payne did uh, pull, uh, what the hell? Did, pull... <laughs> so, uh, what is happening? Wait, sorry, but something happened on my computer. What's happening? Okay, I, I, okay. I, I'm sorry. Which is why we must also say that Paul Giamatti did pull out, out a weapon.
1: All right. So Paul Giamatti, as I said, uh deserved, and I oh yeah, we were talking about my theater experience, and you were gonna say something about that, JQ. I was, I was gonna, gonna make a joke
0: that we had that we're legally obliged to say that Alexander Payne held you at gunpoint and told you that this needed to That's be not in your true. top three.
1: It's true. It's exactly what a prep kid would do. A prep kid would do that. He's been out of the prep for for like forty year years. It's a it's deep fried into your bones. All right, I bet you,
0: I bet you, if you si- if you started singing, uh, Phil Collins calling in the air tonight, he would still like stand up at the nearest bleach resistor. <laughs> uh, God, I'm
1: going
2: crazy. No, no, anyway, you-
1: holdovers. My third best movie of the year, and it's on Peacock now, so you don't even have to go to a theater. So get Peacock for like five bucks and watch it, completely worth it. Anyway, Jonathan, your number three movie of the year. Well because, well, because
0: we've had so many interruptions because of Ruben's piss poor computer. Uh and Ruben uh commented during one of those breaks that I was going on too long. I will be reviewing this in in single in, in monosyllabic tones. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I won't be. I won't be doing that. I. I, I can't. I can't hold. That. I can't hold that bit up. I can't do it. <laughs> My number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. All right. Ah, um, yeah. Uh, which I don't know. Ruben Re- had his complaints about this movie, but for me, this movie is. I think the the only the only movie I found more devastating than Iron Claw this year. And by a large margin was colors of the flower moon. This is one of that the makes toughest sense. watches I've ever had. Like it is such a hard movie to watch. It's it 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 just gets just darker and darker and more just just hopeless as it goes on. This is I don't want to watch in <laughs> the in the contract. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm about to make it even worse. In the contrast of the holdover showing you just how beautiful life can be, Clears of the Flower Moon really just shows you how awful it can be. You know what I mean? It shows you that there is truly no greater sin, no greater evil in this world than greed. Like, very easily. Like, this movie just delves so beautifully, so in such a horrifically beautiful way, into, like, what greed can do to a person you know like what effect it can have on 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 somebody's like motivations on their ambition on the way that they treat other people on the way that the way that they even view other people are they even living things at a point um this movie did not drag for me at all this movie is three hours like three and a half hours long i did not check my 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 clock once i i didn't check my phone once i was enthralled it's this is such a well-acted movie. Leo, Lily, and Robert came to play. This is a moving, this is a moving, perform, moving performances by all of them. And just like, oh my God, even the bit parts in this movie are, are phenomenal. Jesse Plemons comes in and you know he's about to, you know he's about to like just take up the scenery. Like, you know he's about to cook and he does amazing. Um, but yeah, this is just such a beautiful movie to me, and in, in, in the most horrific way possible. Uh, this was the movie I think that finally made me. This is a movie that had that made me have the uh, ego uh, moment from Ratatouille, where it's like listening back to what Martin Scorsese was saying about Marvel. It's not so much that movies like that are bad. Granted, that is kind of a different story nowadays. They're pretty bad, but. It's not so much that movies like that aren't worthwhile. It's that movies like this deserve to be made. Movies that deal with topics like this have to be made. They have to be seen. They have to be witnessed. This is what, this is what film was made for. This is this is like one of those movies for me that just had me recontextualizing my understanding of what film can or should be. It should be hard. It should be difficult to watch at times. It like it's fine to have fun, but it it should be challenging you know and this movie is one of those movies that challenges you it makes you kind of reflect not only on yourself but on the country as a whole on the things that this country is built on on the tenets that this country is built upon and scorsese is able to do this in such an adept way in in a way that never loses you in a way that really not only grapples like with the like the like the crime part of it it grapples with the human part of it and uh, yeah, this is just you know number three for me. What an incredible movie! Jesus, I Lord. don't
1: I don't blame you at all at all for that, uh, for having that like so high. Yeah. but honestly, the fact um, that th- it's just like the slight issues I had, and that was it. It's still a really good movie, and I still recommend all of you to watch. It. It's not in theaters, but when it comes to Apple next year, early in the year. Probably for award season.
0: The fact that there are still two movies that I liked more than this in the year is shocking to me. Like, this is like, hmm,
2: pitiful.